Hi everyone, welcome back to Sustainability Speaks. We are your hosts, Stasia and Saskia. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that is not necessarily spoken a lot about, especially by the men, and that is period products. So we hear a lot about single-use plastic in general, such as straws, bags, food packaging, but we never really hear anything about sanitary products. As Saskia said, this one is mostly for the ladies, but if you're a guy and you're listening to this, then props to you. So conventional pads and tampons actually cause a significant amount of harm to the environment because not only are they made from about 90% plastic, which amounts to four plastic bags per pad, but due to the fact that they absorb bodily fluids, apart from obviously period blood, they're not recyclable. And what this means is that in the UK alone, disposable menstrual products account for 200,000 tonnes of annual waste. But what is the history behind this? How do we end up in a position where period products have become so detrimental to the environment? I think when we take a look back in time, we can see that period blood has always been seen as dirty and shameful. Even now, I think the stigma is very much going strong. I know that my experience in school when girls were tormented to be on their period by boys it has never been seen as a natural process even when we look at commercials which advertise pads and tampons you know when they show how well they absorb liquid it's always like a bluish translucent liquid instead of like you know something that actually resembles blood yeah it looks like fairy liquid that's so true so if we look back into time right back into the 18th century women used vegetable fibers rolls of grass cotton wool obviously very sustainable and natural resources basically to hide their periods so looking at the 1920s women would actually cut out adverts to sanitary items and hand them over the counter instead of asking for pads or tampons and in return they would receive a plain box and this was obviously to be discreet so men and women couldn't see what they were asking for and this was just because it was a huge taboo and then in the 1930s the cardboard tampon was introduced where the plastic applicator and the coating was just made from cardboard. I don't really think this really took off because, I mean, we don't use it anymore. There's a brand called Cotex, which was made from silicotton. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And this is a hyper-absorbent plant-based material, which was developed in World War One for bandages. After the war, brands emerged making disposable pads and tampons. They used marketing strategies to make these seem as they were ultra-modern and they shamed women away from using the home remedies that they previously used. Obviously, these home remedies were much more sustainable. The new products were wrapped individually to help women hide them when they went out, becoming very similar to the monthly products that we buy today. Up until today, women continue to very much use like the disposable products because they're seen as easy to use, they're widely available, and they're seen as very sanitary. So what does this mean for the environment? First of all, as I mentioned earlier, pads and tampons are very much made from plastic. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, plastic takes a very, very long time to decompose, over 500 years to be exact. And drawing on an example in London, a lot of people flush tampons and pads down the toilet, as well as, you know, pouring down oil down the drains, etc. And the mixture of the menstrual products and the oil has created a fatberg in the London sewers which is basically um, a solidified formation which weighs over 130 tonnes. That being said, we're all definitely guilty for it. I mean, I don't live in London, but I know in the Doncaster sewers there's definitely a few of my tampons floating around. Also, the tampons and pads which do get brought to landfill 
you need to consider the fact that first of all obviously they do contain bodily fluids and they also contain a lot of chemicals for example tampons contain dioxin which is a carcinogen which can lead to cancer and other issues with the reproductive system and actually tampons have also been rumored to contain paint stripper so what this means for the environment is that all of these products are laying in the landfill decomposing and what is actually happening is that the contents of the tampons and pads are leaking into the food chain of wildlife and humans, which is quite a disgusting thought, to be honest. So how else do disposable menstrual products harm the environment? They're made from a blend of cotton and synthetic fibers, such as Rylon. And as most of you probably know, cotton is the most heavily pesticide crop in the world, which basically means that approximately 16% of global pesticides is used for cotton. And obviously cotton manufacture there's a lot of other ethical issues with it in terms of human rights and the way cotton, cotton pickers are treated, but you know, this is a whole separate issue that we're not going to delve into. And as I briefly touched upon previously, tampons and pads do contain a lot of chemicals and actually a lot of them are put into those products. Uh, so the products are fragranced. So approximately there's a cocktail of 4,000 chemicals in a single tampon or in a single pad and I think it's very easy to understand and predict that obviously this is very harmful for the women's health but I think this also very much highlights the social stigma towards periods and how they need to be camouflaged whether it's you know pretty packaging small compact packaging or you know just preventing them from smelling yeah most definitely and the issue is only period blood if you cut your arm, you don't find the paramedic using rose-scented gauze to treat you. That's not how it works. It's just the stigma behind period blood being disgusting. Although we spoke about the historical stigma, the stigma very much is true today. So in 2013, Kotex, which is an American sanitary company, introduced a tampon with a softer, quieter wrapper to help keep it secret. So even still, even seven years ago, they're still trying to hide the fact that women have periods. We actually conducted our own survey and 28 women responded. The majority of these women are from Leeds and they are of our age or similar ages, early 20s, I would say. Thank you very much to all the girls who participated. It's been very eye-opening and we like making these podcasts interactive because part of our aim with uh, you know our platform is creating a community and making it all very interactive. We asked these women what products they used. So just as an overview, we asked about the menstrual cup, the overnight period pants and the reusable sanitary towels. And if you don't know what these are, we'll speak about these in much detail later, but they're basically just much more environmental products. Moving on to the results of the survey, as I presume both of us expected, Saskia, most of the girls said that they prefer using tampons and this is what they use regularly. Close second follow-up was just the disposable sanitary towels. 50% of the girls said that they use those. And I think both of us can very much relate to the reasons why they said that they use them. So in terms of the disposable products, which once again were the most popular, the reason why the girls used them was the fact that they've always used them and this is just what they're used to and that the fact that they're widely available. They said they were easy and convenient to use and I think by even when you're at home reusable sanitary products are very easy to use but 
most of the time we're out and about we're in public and sometimes your period starts and you don't even know about it so in that situation what do you do run into boots you buy some pads you buy some tampons and they're not reusable you just throw them away the wide availability plays a very key role in all of this because as you said if you go into a drugstore or a pharmacy you won't usually have a menstrual cup just laying on the shelf for you to buy and equally menstrual cups are, are they are an investment so you're not going to buy one off the cuff in a train station are you reusable period products are also quite cheap i know the other day in aldi i actually bought my housemate some pads and they were 70p for a pack but in terms of price some of the results which we got from the survey were actually very interesting because uh, there was a few girls who said that they don't get their period regularly because they're on the pill or you know for other reasons and some of the results said that because of this they don't see a reason in investing in sustainable period products because they get their periods you know once in a blue moon but then the other side of the argument was that no instead they do actually use sustainable products because it's cheaper it's got to be noted though that although in the long run stable products are cheaper they're not right now you have to have the money to be able to buy the product and as we'll speak about a bit later on some of these products can be quite expensive between 10 and 40 pound even in the uk we do have a period poverty which is where some people cannot afford sanitary towels at all so how can we expect those with lower income to be able to afford up to 40 pound for a sustainable product and another big concern which was evident through the results of the survey was how sanitary the products were and also health concerns. So in terms of sanitation, there were once again conflicting results because some people said that sustainable products were more sanitary. Others said that, you know, just disposing of the product, that's what they felt was more comfortable for them. And then I think a very important factor which has been continuous throughout this whole podcast is health and the way products impact your health so a lot of the girls said that between using sustainable and non-sustainable products it would be a choice of whatever benefits their health equally with products which you know are worn internally or externally is the same principle applied We've already spoken about the health concerns of tampons, um, the plastic in the tampons, such as cancer, but there's also the health concerns such as toxic shock syndrome, which I'm sure you've all heard about. And this is a rare disease. When it happens, it can be very, very fatal. And there was a model called Lauren Vasser who got toxic shock from leaving a tampon in for too long. And as a result of this, she lost both of her legs. Obviously, this is very, very frightening. And some of the more sustainable products such as the menstrual cup has advertised that it does not cause toxic shock syndrome so this may convince people to start using more sustainable alternatives and this moves us on swiftly onto the second part of the survey where we asked if you know you had to use a sustainable product if you don't already which one would it be and the majority of the girls 60% of them said that they would use the menstrual cup However, the ones who didn't, their main concern was actually toxic shock syndrome because a lot of them said that they have heard absolute horror stories with toxic shock and the cup. Because the layout of the survey allowed the girls to select multiple options, this means that many of them said that they would also use the pad and the underwear. Some even said all three. Often, girls like to use tampon and pads. I know occasionally when I'm really heavy, I like to use a tampon and a pad. So by using the menstrual cup and the washable pad, this is basically the exact same but sustainable so it just makes complete sense half of the women said that the reason they would like to use the cup was for comfort and the other half for hygiene so i actually bought the the menstrual cup earlier this year and 
I can't really say it was the product for me. Possibly it was the one I bought. It wasn't the most expensive. I think I paid maybe £12 for two. And I think the product I bought was too big. And it was just quite uncomfortable, to be honest. And I don't want this to deter other people from trying this product. Quite a lot of people say it was so comfortable and that they love it. And they think it's better than tampons or pads or anything they've ever used. It was just in my personal experience, I didn't enjoy this one. Yes, I actually remember when you got it and we were just talking about your experience with it. But I did some product research and the Moon Cup, the brand, they're the first brand to actually come out with the menstrual cup. And I watched their video about the Moon Cup and just an instruction on how to use it. And they actually say that it can be quite complicated to get used to it and that it can take up to three menstrual cycles. So that's, you know, on average three months to actually learn how to insert it properly so that A, it's comfortable and B, it doesn't leak. I think this information could be quite off-putting, especially some, some of these can be very expensive. So I found a cup that was £35 and £35 is quite a lot of money, you know, that's two weeks food shop. So if you aren't certain that you're going to like this product, then you're obviously not going to invest in it. The last question which we asked on the survey is whether any of the girls tried using sustainable period products but then went back to using the disposable ones and, you know, their reasoning behind it. So all of the women that responded, the majority of them said that they hadn't tried using any sustainable products at all. But out of those who did, they said that they now use both sustainable and disposable products, which is obviously a step in the right direction because you'd rather have say the menstrual cup and the disposable pad or the reusable pad and the tampon then both disposable the second largest result out of those who did use the products they was hard to get used to and it was uncomfortable and there's a lot of leakage as Stasia touched upon earlier they said that the menstrual cup could take up to three months to get used to which is obviously around three cycles out of all of these only two people said that they consistently use sustainable products I think all of these results just really summarise the fact that sustainable products aren't up to scratch yet, they're not quite good enough and that there's much more work that can be done. I totally agree with this. So in terms of comfort and leakage, I feel like the products very much need to be modified so that they are comfortable, so that they don't leak. I mean, inevitably, you know, even with, ta even with disposable tampons and pads, leakages are going to happen, that's normal. But, you know, as long as everything in, is inserted and you know applied properly it shouldn't be an issue so i think with especially the cup because most of uh, the leakage complaints were from that device i think it very much needs to be improved now this is obviously an issue but i can't really be averted and it's just washing the cups and the pads and the pants so obviously to maybe not obviously but to wash the menstrual cup you have to boil it in a pan um, until it's clean which in our household because we live in all girls household and we're very comfortable this wouldn't be an issue at all but some of the women who responded in the survey said that they would find it really awkward and uncomfortable and I think that would be especially true if they lived in a house with boys. Also in order to wash the pads and the pants it's recommended that you put it in the washing machine. Obviously if you're washing it with your darks then it shouldn't be an issue if you just do you know a wash with the pad but also you know with your clothes but if you're washing your light colors or your whites I personally would definitely not wash the pads in that load. And equally, some girls might prefer to just wash them completely separately, but then essentially if you are putting an extra wash on, then you're wasting water. Yeah, definitely. You could wash them in the sink. I know lots of these products can be hand washed, 
but then again will they just feel awkward and comfortable if other housemates are around when we think about all these issues what it really boils down to is just pure sexism and stigma around periods and the fact that women still feel in 2020 that they need to hide their period is just quite disgraceful really and actually just going slightly back to the results of the survey when the majority of the girls said that if they had to try a new product it would be a cup a lot of them said that the reason behind this was discreetness and I think this very much links to your point Saskia how you know women still feel the need to be discreet about their periods so I know that a lot of women are a bit funny about using reusable period products so if you still like disposable products then there are a few options for you there's a brand called Grace and Green which create night pads you can get these from Beauty Bay for £5.50 obviously this is a bit steeper than the average pad from Aldi as we said 70p these are vegan, organic and environmentally friendly, made from 100% organic cotton, they're biodegradable and so is a wrapper. Equally, and Sisters also charge £5.50. This is sustainably produced natural organic cotton, which makes their products totally biodegradable. They are pH neutral and have wings, so they're very functional. I know I like to have wings on my pads. These also make tampons, but they are £7, so the price might be a barrier to people who are interested in sustainable methods. but like disposables there's also another really good brand called totem and actually one of the girls who filled out the survey she said that this is what she uses and i had a look on their website and they have a big variety of products so it's tampons with an applicator without an applicator pads with or without wings just panty liners and the cup they also do very cute little period purses where you can carry period products i know i like i like to have one of those mine's leopard print so there are other options which are disposable but there are organic but same with sustainable products as well they do come with a higher price tag so if you like using tampons with an applicator but can't necessarily afford to always buy these disposable tampons dame some all capitals d-a-m-e they produce a reusable tampon applicator so initially this is 24.99 when you first buy this comes with six tampons and a zippable carrying pouch after these six tampons are used any tampon will fit into the applicator which is great because if you are lighter or heavier you can just select your tampon and use the applicator this is obviously not the best option because it doesn't eliminate waste as the tampons you buy may still be non-biodegradable they have actually saved over 2.5 million applicators been thrown away since the launch that is really good and also personally i only use tampons with an applicator i actually went on holiday during summer and i went to buy some tampons and they only had the obi ones i think that's how you pronounce the brand obi and they don't come with an applicator and i actually came back from the shop and i was like mum I know I'm 21, but how do, how do you use these? So I think actually that is a very sustainable option. And I'm pretty sure that the applicator is made from self-sanitizing polymers. So although you do need to sterilize it, eventually you don't need to sterilize it in between use, which makes it really easy to carry around with you and use when you need to. So on a bit of a more random note, which is something I'm not sure I would ever personally use, and that is using a sea sponge. These are microorganisms that are commonly used as a loofah in the shower. They're sustainable in the sense that when they're harvested, they're cut in a way so they can grow back, so you're not depleting their reserves. As a wannabe vegan, I'm not really sure how I feel about this one because it obviously still 
killing technically an animal for humans benefit when there's many other options out there when we were conducting research for this podcast this was an alternative which we both found rather interesting and although it is obviously natural and organic and in a way sustainable you have to you do have to consider that it is a living organism therefore it can contain bacteria and sand which may disrupt your ph levels another option is a menstrual disc which essentially works as a menstrual cup but it is shaped slightly differently which allegedly makes it more comfortable for women with lower cervixes and also the brand who produces them they boast that you are still able to have sex when you're on your period and you have that uh, device inserted inside of you so all of the brands that we've talked about today whether you know they produce the uh, organic disposable uh, period product or the sustainable period product we will link them in our description of this podcast so you can check them out if you want to we hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and we hope that we've given you something to go away and think about. Also, a big thank you to the girls who participated in the survey and we hope to catch you next week. Thank you very much for listening.